Welcome to Shout Your Cause with Sally Hendrick, a digital magazine where you can get found, get heard, and get inspired with content that challenges us to be globally minded. Our focus is on raising awareness around social justice issues, cultural differences, and to bring you the people dedicating their lives to tackling challenging topics as their way of giving back. Let us be your advocate to make your voices heard around the world. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Shout Your Cause. This is Sally Hendrick, and I am super excited today to have a wonderful guest. Her name is Jess, and she goes by at Crazy Mother Runner on, on TikTok. Is that right? Crazy Mother Runner? Yep. Yep. Yes. Awesome. Well, Jess, I literally just got done listening to a couple of your rabbit hole heroines podcast episodes. Uh, how, how, when did that start? I only looked at it briefly. Yeah. So it was kind of a funny story. I want to say it was May. Um, myself and big weird mom actually got invited on the Nikki Ryan show. And so Nikki, Nikki knew and Ryan shed. And, um, we were just like, they really wanted to delve down conspiracy theories. She was the parlor martyr. I was the telegram girl. So they thought they're like, let's talk to these ladies. And, um, and so at the end of, or during the podcast, someone was kind of like, had made a comment, y'all should do a podcast, like kind of just in jest. And then when we hung up, we ended up like going, maybe we should. And, uh, and it was born. So about four weeks later, we, you know, got set up on StreamYard and, um, we're still Mm -hmm. getting the hang of it. You know, it's, it's, like I said, it's kind of started, um, like late May, I guess. And, uh, we've had great, you know, response. We've had so many, um, fun people come on from both TikTok and like Instagram because she's very, she's got kind of more of a, um, a base on both platforms where I'm, I'm growing in other, other platforms, but TikTok is kind of where I'm, where my bread and butter is, I guess, and my followers. Um, but yeah, so we started, um, kind of creating this thing where we'd speak to different people with, um, you know, that were part of different communities and delve down per se their rabbit holes. Um, so yeah, it's been a lot of fun, um, coming up in the next couple of weeks, we get to talk to uh, Donish. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, and then we're Mm -hmm. also going to talk to a, um, a former conservative, um, political like activist who is now very much left-leaning and um, yeah. And I'm excited. And she's got a lot of people in her field that are conspiracy still in the conspiracies. So it should be interesting. So if you started out with telegram conspiracy, like you were just like snooping around, listening in, kind of being that fly on the wall and then maybe reporting back, is that how things started with you on TikTok? So so sort of. So I started TikTok last April um, and I was, of course, oh, okay. doing the normal like escape COVID silly videos. Um, I'm a runner. So I started doing some type of like running mini blogs that were like one minute long with this parkour. I did the Utada's outfit of the day. Like I was very, <laughs> kept it very fun, very light. Um, I, I built a pretty decent following. I had about 23,000 followers um, as of um, end of December of this past year. Um but in around, around election time, I started paying more attention to my political TikTokers because I had ton that I followed. I just didn't make political content. Um, mm-hmm. And then I started paying more attention to people on Facebook, especially ones close to myself, like my parents. And I noticed that my stepdad was sharing these really outrageous clips and memes. And I'm just like, what is this? And I happened on a video 
about this guy named Simon Parks, who's from UK. He's not even American. Um, when I delved down that rabbit hole, holy hell, it was wild. Um, I learned a lot about, you know, where they were getting information. Then I landed on parlor. So I bit, I was on parlor originally just like, um, big weird mom back in, Mm -hmm. um, early, like early November, late October, um, pretty much watched them plan January 6th from start to finish. So I just a side note, I'm very furious that the FBI just came out and said it wasn't planned. That is nonsense, but anyways, um, but yeah, so was really like diving in deep. Um, and then when parlor got shut down days after the insurrection, um, I saw them talking about jumping ship to telegram. So I ended up going with them, um, got on a lot of channels, one of which got really big. It had like 30,000 members at one point and now it's gone. Um, but Telegram was very unique that um, you could actually live chat with someone. So like they had this option where you could like join a chat, a talking chat. So you didn't see anybody, but you could like have a conversation, like you're on a a group chat telephone call. Um, Mm -hmm. So I started like, if there was ever more than like six to 10 people, I'd like sneak in and listen. There was a couple of times I actually had a conversation. In fact, one time I was actually in a chat with my eldest daughter, who is a leftist, like there's nothing around it. And um, she started yelling at rage, yelling at this um, very Southern gentleman who was kind of racist, (laughs) kind of awful. And um, yeah, and, and they booted me out of my chat. So I had to like create a whole new account to get back in. Oh no, it was such a mess. Yeah. She's like literally just raged at them, my 16 year old. And I'm just like, oh, this is going to be bad. And then they, like, I got booted from the chat and then they were sending me private messages. Um, and they were like, why'd you stop talking? I'm like, cause you guys booted me. Like I can't, cause they were having a conversation, but she was really angry. I think it was, I think they were talking about abortion and it got really heated. So anyway, so I, I got, I was on, on telegram. I've I'm on like, I'm in like three or four different chat rooms, both for QAnon parlor, parlor lifeboat. And then there's a very large conservative kind of conspiracy creator on TikTok. I'm also in her chat. So yeah, I just kind of was monitoring, but it's, it's, it can be a little taxing on your mental health and just the things that you see and learn. But yeah, I, I, um, I found it fun to share with TikTok. And so, yeah, it started with sharing the story of Simon Parks, who is a avid conspiracy theorist that a lot of people were listening to at one point. I think he's kind of fallen out of the circles, even though he still makes, you know, is putting things out there. But this Mm -hmm. man literally thought that he had a holographic sexual experience with a alien at age five. He also believes that at age 11, he was brought aboard the mothership and that he has a nine foot tall alien mother. He also believes that he has alien children that he had extramarital affairs with an alien as an adult on his wife. So it was a pretty wild rabbit hole learning about him. Um, that sounds more like a drug trip than it does. Uh, right. Like a bad <laughs> acid reality. trip. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, uh, I, I learned a lot and it was really funny because when I found out all that out about it, it was the only, I think it was the only time that I actually confronted my stepdad about the information. I was like, yo, <laughs> this guy thinks this, this, and this, like, what, why are you why are you using him as a source on your Facebook? I'm a little concerned, Pop. Like you need to, you need to fix that. That's hey, how I, I converted into that. <laughs> Do you have a dog? Learn unleashed potential dog training secrets with Duke Ferguson. This free video series will get you pro training tips 
so you can get your dog's attention, eliminate behavioral problems, and enhance your relationship in just 20 minutes a day. Sign up at sallyhendrick.com forward slash dog training. So outside of TikTok, what is it that you do? Uh, you run, obviously, and yes, uh, <laughs> a personal trainer. And you mentioned before to me, before we got on to record, that you work with a school as well. So yep. um, has school started yet? No, I have started back, but school does not start till August 30th. So um, we're just okay. we're getting ready. Getting, getting ready. ready. Yes. And what's going on as far as masks are concerned? Is that something that's easy or hard in your school system? No, very easy. We, I live in Virginia, which is really a purple state, if you're going to be honest. Um, but we do have a yeah. very democratic um, uh, governor, and I hope it stays democratic uh, and come December when we are when next month and we are in November when we vote. But um, anyways, uh, yeah, so he basically issued, he didn't issue a mandate, but he basically issued guidance that he wanted schools to follow CDC guidelines. So that was kind of his roundabout mandate. Um, but mm-hmm. I live at my, my particular school district has always been very public safety first. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, we've always made that decisions like our, our, um, board of our superintendent has always made decisions based on like community numbers, um, whatever the CDC is recommending. So I'm, I'm very mm-hmm. thankful for that. Um, I actually, speaking of like Facebook from earlier, I actually infiltrated a um, group that was for my county or district called Unmask Our Children. And I literally just joined it to like, kind of see, I was very sad to see people I knew in real life that were in it, but um, to kind of see how much pushback they were doing to kind of think, okay, do I need to organize something again, you know, against mm-hmm. them? I didn't see my school district um, changing their stance. Like even without CDC's recommendation, I didn't see that, but mm-hmm you know, it was definitely one of those things. I'm like, I want to keep an eye on it because if these people get really adamant, um, you know, I'm definitely going to be pushing back and getting people to push back. Um, but yeah, so no, we have, um, hundred percent mass wearing, um, all grade levels, students and staff, um, no, no exceptions, um, with, with the exception of course of eating and being outside because we do live in Virginia. It's very humid. Um, so yeah, so outside recess and of course, um, lunchtime is the only time they're allowed to unmask. And, uh, um, I'm very thankful because, um, you know, I have, I have a nine-year-old and she goes to the school that I work at and, um, you know, she can't get vaccinated. So I'm kind of hoping, let me keep her protected until that's a possibility as best I can. Well, I don't blame you. And I have to say that I'm very thankful that my kids are all grown now mm-hmm. and they're, you know, one just graduated college. The other one only has a little bit left in college and she's in a, in a very uh, liberal college, if you will, it's an art school. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. my other one is in also in an art school. And, but I live 25 minutes from Franklin, Tennessee, which is where the, <laughs> I know, you know, is <laughs> where <laughs> it's where that meeting was oh the school board meeting where people were just so adamant in the school board meeting that went for a long time. And then afterwards, those two country music performers were berating the doctor that was in the car trying to leave. I actually got banned temporarily for that video. Oh, did you? Because you put it back up, but yeah, I got banned on my main. That was what got me banned on my main last time. Yep. That video. Well, that's crazy. I posted it too. Um, the thing about that, which I, I was like, I've got to figure out who these people are. And 
the one guy that kept saying, calm down, calm down. And then mm-hmm. he looked at the doctor and said, we know who you are. Yeah, he was Kelly. He was Kelly Clarkson's guitar player who she fired oh, on stage really? at some point last year, I think. Yeah. Or maybe the year before, but he was being a jerk to her fans from stage. And she literally turned around and fired him on stage Ooh. in the middle of a concert. That's crazy. That was his name is Dwayne something. The okay. other guy is named Rodney Lunn. He was the one yes. that had the really dark hair. Yes. And he was the one that was yelling and growling. And doesn't even have like, a kid. Right, right. That's what I was going to say. He has no, oh, no kids. But he's also a performer of some kind. And he has mm-hmm. an Instagram account. He's um, an actor, that, but, I think. Like a, um, like a model. Something. Something like that. Yeah, something. But his Instagram was set to private when I went to go snoop around. Shocking. So <laughs> that was embarrassing. And then there was a meeting uh, just the other day. That video has been traveling around. It was the next school board meeting and there was a a guy parent who got up and was talking about how he couldn't believe what had happened at that meeting the night before the first day of school and Mm -hmm. how he has a five-year-old who was going to school. And, and he really told a lot of truth to everything that was happening there and how that area of all places needs more diversity and inclusion education than anywhere. And it is, I wrote, I wrote a bit about it. I may be doing a full article on it, um, but it is what I call white flight, uh, white flight central in, in the sixties, you had the civil rights movement. And then after that, in the seventies, you had desegregation of schools, Mm -hmm. which, you know, took a while to happen with all of the Southern states, but it, but it obviously did. And when it started to happen, a lot of people in Nashville basically packed up and moved to Franklin. Would you rather work or would you rather play? If we're going to go through all of this business building stuff, it better be for something that we love doing, right? Take a moment to do this quick life purpose challenge to discover what makes you truly happy. It's free. Visit Sally Hendrick dot com forward slash life purpose and they created their own new whitewashed community yeah Mm -hmm. and but here's the thing i'm from a very small town in west tennessee and there's a lot of rural areas around here those areas are typically 80 to 90 percent red if you will which Mm -hmm. is why the state is red because nashville and memphis the counties that we're in are are both blue and then there's like another county that that was blue this past time but for the most part the red comes from the The rural areas areas. Mm -hmm. and my hometown has actually experienced its own white flight situation in the last 15 years so they're Mm -hmm. like 50 years behind everything and Mm -hmm. now they are abandoning my hometown and they moved away five minutes down the road to create a whole new school system and everything. And I did a, I did an analysis on the whole area and I looked and the, the the hometown I grew up in has like 98% of the children are on the free lunch program and the median income in the town is about $30,000. But then, oh yeah. And then five minutes away in the new area, 
that zip code and that school system, you have about 15% are on the lunch program. And then it's a $65,000 median income five minutes away. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's pretty, They're it's pretty segregating, even though they sit here and preach that the Democrats are supposedly for segregation or whatever. I don't even understand, but yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, you, you know, you've had different things happen over the years between Democrats and Republicans. Right, right. You've had a lot of back and forth and you've had a lot of policies that were bad that in long-term looking hindsight, you find yeah. out, oh, this really wasn't what was, it was supposed to be. And you do have corporations that are really in charge when it comes to left versus right the corporations mm-hmm. are really who's in charge because they're funding the politicians yeah and then they're employing most people outside of the government so it just it's really just a battle between the uber wealthy and it is the, it is the, and, the happy and, and i feel like right now um the left in regards to corporations does have a little bit more power right now. I feel like, I feel like the power in our government is very neutral to an extent, you know, like I definitely feel like we're getting some things through, but I I don't think we're anywhere near where we should be. Mm -hmm. Um, But like in regards to corporations, you have to, you have to notice that a majority of them do side with like BLM and LGBT. So I'm thankful for that, but then it creates this, um, this really bad polarization for the Republicans who basically feel like they're being eliminated, but it's more of the fact that right now, whether they want to admit it or not, left-leaning views are the majority. I mean, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and the corporate businesses know that and they want money. So they're going to appease the larger, you know, majority population. So um, it is, it's all, it all comes down to money. I mean, I, I guess I'm kind of glad I'm on the right side of the fence for that, but <laughs> Um, but it is the, it is the truth. So one of the things I wanted to mention was that in that same vein, you will see corporations that will maybe fly a rainbow flag, or they will say something about black lives matter or some other cause that's happening. And, Mm -hmm. but then they'll turn around and they'll be part of the group that supports ALEC, A-L-E-C, which is the you know, it's like a pack or whatever that creates all this legislation and shares it among Republican Congress people yeah. to present bills to Congress and actively go against the very things they claim to support. Oh yeah. I agree. Right. I agree. It's right. like, it's like they're doing the, the, um, for show, you know, the, mm-hmm. the support right. of the, what we would call marginalized or marginalized. You know, whatever mm-hmm. communities. And then in the backdrop, they're doing the exact opposite. But sometimes I almost wonder to an extent if that's to, and this sounds very conspiratorial, but you know, I live in that world, but like almost to the, to the point of create, keeping that division alive. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're patting their pockets by peddling to the marginalized communities and the people that support those communities and support those causes. But then they're using that very same fund to fund the other side of the fence um, to keep them still in power. I mean, bottom line, so that they could, they, we have this continued down the line, um, issue where we just can't get anything accomplished. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It just, it just seems like that's what's happening when it comes to corporations. And it's really Mm -hmm. funny because Republicans are so quick to be like very, um, negative outwardly towards big corporations and big pharma and all that. I'm like, but you don't want to put any policies into place to actually eliminate those things. Like we do, like you want to, you want to have bad, bad, um, words for them, but you don't actually want to do anything to fix the problem. You let 
your politicians give corporations tax breaks. You don't support universal health care to eliminate insurance and big pharma. Like, it's just like you're doing everything the opposite of what you actually want to get rid of. And I don't get it. Like, they don't even see it. They've been like yeah. gaslit to believe a totally different narrative and not even realize. Yeah, it's, it's almost like you've got this, you know, you have the, a wrapping paper around everything that looks pretty for certain things, but then what's really happening behind the scenes is completely opposite. And I think that that's just kind of, it's almost like a distractionary technique that you use with toddlers. And that's what they use with American people. And today with social media, the way that it is, yeah, it's gotten to the point where, well, I'm sorry, but a lot of this is now getting exposed and you can't keep continuing it. But then on the other hand, we mm. get shoved into these algorithms of only seeing People who are in support of, yes, yes. And people, and so people believe, and that's a big issue with like the big lie is the fact that these people have inundated themselves with their people to the point that anybody that comes into their bubble and tries to say otherwise, they literally think, oh no, we're the majority. You're wrong. Um, And and that's something that I continuously battle, um, you know, because I, I've kind of made my platform, like, obviously I, I, I do a lot of debunking. Um, which is freaking exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, cause I tend with telegram, I tend to see some conspiracies or, you know, twisting of narratives before it even makes it to social media, or I'll see it being shared there that, and it's just been introduced to social media or however the case may be. So like, for instance, the one that I recently discussed, which was this idea that really right now, um, it seems like alt-right conservatives are really pushing this agenda that Australia is in some hyper authoritarian situation, which if you actually talk to the people that live there, they will totally tell you this is utter nonsense and they're not. Um, But they were pushing a, I don't know if you saw it, but they were pushing a video out um, first showing a clip of a recent presser that was done in Australia by the prime minister. And then dubbing afterwards an image of basically a parent being um, arrested and their child being taken from them. The child was probably no older than maybe 10 to 12 years old. And they twisted it that the presser was about forced vaccinations and this child was being stripped from their parent to be given a forced vaccine. The reality is in in the country of Australia, you can't get a vaccine unless you're 16 and older. And that just started this week so that high school and graduates could take their, Mm -hmm. their annual testing and feel safe. And they had 24,000 students um, and they had 24,000 Pfizer vaccines set aside for them Um, at the stadium event that was going on a week long. You had to book an appointment. It was voluntary. They had 18,000 children show or students from 16 and up show up like, but they completely changed the narrative. And I'm like, this is an image of a person getting arrested and using their child to keep from getting arrested. Like this is basically a CPS situation we would see here in the States, but Right. They literally lied and merged these two videos that had nothing to do together, you know, with each other together to, again, force this alternative agenda. Um, and so, yeah, I, it's like you find that and then you have to find the source and then you have to like, like, it's just it's it's it needs to be done. And I'm glad I do it. I sometimes wish more people did what I did. Um, I feel like a lot of political content creators are amazing and they really expose the, um, the GOP, um, you know, obviously like me, they show the crazy clips from like school board meetings and expose mm-hmm. kind of the insanity that exists in our country right now, but there's not a lot of people, um, 
you know, and there, and I will say there's a lot of amazing healthcare nurses and workers that expose other healthcare nur- nurses that are claimed yeah, to be like nurses. nurse, nurse, tough, love. nurse, tough love and smug <laughs> nurse and muscle, yeah. muscle nursing. Yeah. I mean, there are some fabulous, um, healthcare creators on here that do do that for the COVID aspect, but just in general, I mean, there's so much disinformation just around political agendas right now, and they're pushing out disinformation faster than we can combat it. And like a video that's a lie will be shared. Like that video of the kid was shared or seen more than a million times on Twitter in less than 24 hours. And it's a lie. So like, you know, it's like, how do you combat that? Like it's, it feels, it feels almost impossible. I still try, but it feels impossible. It does. It does feel impossible. And it's, it's painful. It's very painful to see that, especially when you know that it's not true. Right. Yeah. Do you want to stand out from the crowd with your content? Come discover how to market yourself as an expert, as a change maker, as a positive influence on other people's lives. With the Exponential Marketing Club, you will learn the ins and outs of content marketing that makes a difference in the world. Visit sallyhendrick.com forward slash club. So let's move it in the positive direction of like, what are we going to do about this? You know, what is, what are you thinking that coalition for humanity is going to be? Is that something you want to create into something else? Is there going to be a, like a petition effort behind it or what do you think? Yeah. So my concept behind it obviously was one to have a central location to bring a lot of different creators with diversity and different backgrounds onto one platform, mainly to educate and to share different viewpoints. And just to, because, you know, I I always find it funny that the right calls the left sheep simply because we all are, you know, believe in science and take a vaccine. And the reality is if you actually paid attention to the left, you would realize it's so unbelievably diverse. There's nothing sheep-like about the left. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's the fact that I wanted kind of a place to, to bring people together, even though, they don't all have the same ideas or even, you know, similar agendas, but not the same idea on how to get there. And so that was my main, you know, my initial concept. And then I also really hope to, and I've already got a couple people in the link tree on the um, page, but I'm hoping to get people that we want in office that, that truly are representing our motives and our policy, you know, hopes mm-hmm. for the future um, and give them a place where we can like kind of elevate them. So have them in the link tray, have videos that get shared, um, of them and what their campaign is and help them get funding because, you know, that's the problem. I feel like a lot of the people that we really want in the place of power, like people like you and me, like even these TikTokers, you know, like Ryan Shedd and, uh, Marcus Flowers, um, and Jesse, mm-hmm. um, all of these like amazing people that, you know, we know what their views are. Um, but they don't maybe get the opportunity to get the funding that they need, because sadly, that's really what ends up happening with elections. Like, you know, a lot of people are like, if you don't show up at election day, I mean, election day is the end game. Like it doesn't start and end on election day. Like it starts a year before election day. And so many people are absent from that process. And that's why we don't get the people we want on the ballots. Yeah. Well, nobody knows who they are. And that's why a lot of people go after people who like, you think about the parties, they go after someone who is already so well known 
that you, you completely jump over that awareness phase, which is Mm -hmm. I, I do marketing and there's a huge effort towards just making people aware that you exist without even worrying about if they like you or not. You know how you hear the no like trust factor, Mm -hmm. knowing someone is the first thing. Liking them is another thing. And if it's a political thing, they can make you say or do whatever, you know, they want you to. And and they're only people are only going to remember what happened in the last six months. They're not going to remember what happened 10 years ago, or maybe they maybe it will get brought up, but it gets washed out by the effort with the money in the current space to bring forth the message that they want. And that's why it is so hard. However, it starts at the local level. And so yeah. it is really important to be able to infiltrate local politics that way. So I really commend that if that's the way that things are going to go. And yeah. I would love to be able to that's see. That's my hope, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to be able to see you um, be able to pull in people who are going to be running or thinking about running. And maybe, I don't know, maybe somebody from the various Democratic Party uh, offices around the country. Right. Uh, would, would be able to look into something like that as, yeah. as a way to be the marketing arm of getting people's message out there. So there's a, there's also another organization um, called Demcast, which is, was established, I think in 2019. So it's kind mm-hmm. of a similar concept. It's um, it's more localized. Like it has a webpage and then it's, it's got a lot of traction on Twitter, but Nick Knudsen, he's actually kind of on my panel, shall we say of people when I kind of born this idea. So, you know, what, what's nice is if I can get it to where I want it to be. I mean, unfortunately, like it kind of got really, really big and loud. And like, I had a lot of content and it's a lot of work and I'm just me and I do have three kids and I do have like, Mm -hmm. you know, two jobs. And, um, you know, I just might, I'm juggling a lot of things. My oldest is a senior, my youngest is in fourth grade. Like, so, um, it's, it's me trying to delegate. I'm really bad at that. And it's also the fact that this is not something that's going to bring you money. You know, like we're not, I'm not making any money from this. It's, it's truly just for the purpose of, you know, both elevating voices and hopefully getting the right people in a place of power so that we can make actual change in our government. Turn what you know into what you do. Join the platform with the most ways to monetize what you know, whether it's online courses, coaching, memberships, podcasts, newsletters, communities, or more. Kajabi gives you all the tools you need to build, market, and sell it with just a few clicks. Sign up at sallyhendrick.com forward slash Kajabi. That's K-A-J-A-B-I. So it's, it's me trying to delegate and I'm that that's where I struggle a little bit. Um, so I've got to, I've got to get more tasks. I'm hoping when school starts and like my kids aren't here and I have half a day to kind of focus a little bit more, I'm going to, I'm going to nose to the grindstone, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a lot. And, uh, and I, you know, I, as we said, before we went live, I also have three of my own TikTok pages that I try to manage and I'm trying to, you know, build a little presence mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, because I know that TikTok has kind of been hit or miss with the banning and all the other nonsense that happens there. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, it's just, I, I put a lot on my plate and, uh, and it's okay. I'm a good multitasker, but it's just, it's just one of those things that I've got to like figure out how to get organized. Um, I don't know if you know, Matt mute the media. He's a far more leftist individual than me. Like I'm a baby lefty, I like to say, but he, he did a really amazing job by kind of putting together something that I feel like really 
hits home for everybody on the left. I feel, I feel good about that. It's just really, I think really at this point, it's more about collecting, getting creators on board to give original content mm-hmm. as well as of course I would, I mean, I would love to have somebody represented from every state in all 50 states that we can help, you know, elevate and, and help with their campaigning and, and that have would their be really cool. Yeah. I mean, that, um, that would you- be my end game goal. If you need any information on Tennessee, I can get you connected with the right <laughs> people. Yeah. So, because I, I do know some people that own, you know, different news outlets and things like that, that would be in that direction and uh, would be a good place to look for information. It mm-hmm. would even be a place, even if they didn't provide content directly, it would be a great thing to look at to use their content to elevate issues because they're always putting that in their, in their news outlets. Right. Right. So, um, all right. So for the the listeners out there, if you want to follow coalition for humanity on TikTok and on Twitter, it's coalition number four humanity. So, so you can find it and you will see Jess out there. And Jess is also, like I said, at the beginning, crazy mother runner on TikTok. With a few other backup <laughs> accounts going on, which I understand, but whew, what a pain, huh? <laughs> it is. They all start with crazy mother runners. So if you type that in, you will see all three, but uh, yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. I look forward to seeing more from you in the coming days. Is there anything else you want to share with the listeners about your hope for what's to come, at, at least when we get past the worst part of this pandemic? Yeah. Um, I would love, um, you know, honestly, I would like to see more conversations happen, um, with not necessarily the alt writers. I feel like some of those are really far gone, but I would definitely like to see some more dialogue between people. Like, I feel like, because unfortunately COVID politicized to the point that it was, you know, nowadays you can't even talk to like an acquaintance without a conversation turning political. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think that's my big hope is, you know, I would love to see more people get vaccinated (laughs) and uh, you know, and, and I would love to see GOP Republicans not blaming people of color for it. And uh, (laughs) um, yeah, Yeah. that's, that's where I am right now. Like, I just like to see more honesty um, being um, and represented in our, our government and um, people just caring about each other and having real conversations again, because I think we've gotten really far away from that. And I think it's really sad. Well, I agree with you. I, I want to see more conversations across the aisle, across the table, because I think that most people are not too many degrees away from the middle. Um, you oh, do, no, definitely exactly. have fringe, but it, and it, it really is a matter of not Talking. understanding um, where people are coming from. And also it, it takes being a little courageous to reach out across the aisle and say, look, we need to have this discussion and we need to do it in such a way that doesn't derail things. And that's a hard thing to do. I will say, I'm going to say this. I'm going to add this at the end. I will say, because I, because I made it, I said earlier, this is really tiring. And sometimes I wish there's more people that did what I did. However, I've had two conservatives that have completely flipped and like come like actually send me information and say, Hey, can you give me the truth on this? And I've had probably in the last three days, I've had like six people private message me that they got vaccinated because of me. So like that shit makes it worth it. <laughs> um, you know, so like, I, I think that, you know, and, and I think when people see when I, cause you can tell sometimes in my, in my TikTok when I'm really like at my wits end or just really down because, you know, when you live in it, it, it gets hard to like separate yourself from mm-hmm. it. 
and uh and at the end of the day like those messages and that those changes are like the only driving force that make me keep like making content because I'm like okay I've reached somebody like that that means something so yeah I got a message today and it was like thank you you made my day so yeah well and those are only the ones you know about you have to realize too that that's the tip of the iceberg there's probably 90% more you know underneath that you don't see (laughs) and and that will reverberate well and if anything here's what you've got to realize too is that the effort that you're giving to the public if people are in agreement with you a lot of times they just need the story to turn yeah. around and tell their family members. So maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe it doesn't come directly back to you, but indirectly it's, it's coming back to what you've said and all these yeah. other great creators on TikTok. Let's do a quick shout out for uh, crazy mother runner is you big weird yeah. mom is your, is your podcast co-host. Yes. Abe Marco is one that you talk with. He helped yes, you name um, the coalition. He did. Um, and he is now, he was, won't be silent. And now he's vote. Did he, he had to change it. He got banned. Bless his heart. Oh. It's not, won't be silent. And I can't think of it. Oh, um, oh we'll find him. We'll find yeah. him. And then, um, I mean, some of my favorites, Duchess Prem, Nikki new Ryan muscles and nursing muscle and nursing. Yes. Nurse, tough love, smug nurse. Oh my God. There's so many creators I love. And, uh, Michael, the first, um, I, I have a lot of amazing small creators, coach Jay getting shiggy with it. She's yeah, not, she's, she's not little, but she, I love her. We, we do some fun tinfoil hat videos. That, that was kind of my, uh, my tipping point when I really got kind of popular among the masses, Santa Claus. I'm just, he just sent me a message. <laughs> oh. Um, I love world Tokatus. Do you know, be him blue dot? Yes. I love be him blue dot. She was actually supposed- on one of our podcasts. Oh, I'm um, supposed to interview her, but we haven't connected yet. Yes. She's amazing. She's so sweet. You, I know you talked earlier, like, who do I know in real life? So of course, big weird mom, Abe, I know in real life, dude trader, the dude trader, um, uh, Duchess Prem, of course, yeah. um, Amber Kennedy. I don't know. She's not on TikTok mm-hmm. anymore, but she used to be disappointed middle child. And then semicolon middle child. She's one of my favorite Canadians. I, yeah. There's so many. Oh my gosh. I could probably sit and name like a hundred. So Mute the media. He's helped me out a lot. Well, good. Let's all go listen, follow them and try to learn more and share each other's content. And we will connect again. Thank you very much for being yes. on the Shout Your Cause podcast. And listeners, see you, you next time. Me. Head over to the website. Thank you for listening today. My name is Sally Hendrick. Be sure to visit our website for show notes and more information on how you can inspire others. If you would like to contribute content to our magazine, please apply on our website at shoutyourcause.com. 